from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Wrinkle. And it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. Finally, week one is in the books. Skinny, we had back together Saturday with you and I instead of banking out in the sun. We were lucky enough to be in the press box with the air conditioning. This might have been my favorite day of camp because of that factor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I like the heat. I, I get acclimatized to it every year about this time. But also after three days of standing out in it with no shade, no nothing for about three hours plus, it was nice to be in the press box, have a place to kind of watch in comfort. So I, I hate to be that guy to say that, but yeah, today was a whole lot better for us. Now, as for the guys on the field, we didn't see a whole lot from, as you would expect, no install today because there's too many eyes of fans and everything, but what were your takeaways from back together Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the, the two quarterbacks who are trying to at least get the reps right now in place of Joe Burrow, I, I didn't think were very good today. The, certainly, Jake Browning was, was pretty good the day before. Trevor Simeon was actually pretty good the day before, but uh, yesterday was uh, Browning's turn to go with the ones. Today was Trevor Simeon's turn to go with the ones. There were a few interceptions thrown. There were some errant passes thrown. Some of it, there were some pass rush replays broke down, but I'm not going to overreact to it. But again, this is when you go, uh, these are the backups you need to take a step forward. So step forward yesterday, step backward for both today. And no real update out of Zach Taylor before back together right. Saturday on Joe Burrow. Uh, we just still don't know what several means. It could be anything at this point. But uh, I don't think we're going to expect to see him anytime soon, right? No, I, for, for sure. I mean, it, it'll at least, be, at least be a couple of weeks, but several to me is very ambiguous, so I can't even put a time frame on what several means. You can identify what several means. It may mean five weeks for you. It may mean three weeks for you. It may mean until he comes back. That's what it is, so I'm just going to roll with that. As for the rest of the team, I thought the defensive back's a good day. As we've seen, Cam Taylor-Britt has had some problems getting acclimated to ones. He's working with Jamar Chase. That's something we've and talked about. And that's not easy. No, that's <laughs> not easy at all, and it's going to help him in the long run. But he had a good interception today. The rookies had another good day. Uh, DJ Ivy, not DJ Turner. I'm going to mess up the DJs at I one point. Too. But DJ Ivy had a good interception. I thought it was a good day. And what I thought I needed to see out of this defensive backfield and the young guys starting to get more acclimated and make some plays. Yeah, I wrote a story on Local12.com actually that was up before this practice today about DJ Turner and, and about Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones had been taking reps with the ones in place at Jadobia Wuzier, kind of the newcomers to the mix. But I will say, talking to Chuck Burks, the defensive backs coach yesterday, about those guys in particular, he brought up other guys. He brought up Alan George's name, who had a good day yesterday. He brought up DJ Ivy's name, who hasn't flashed to me until today. He flashed in a big way, had an interception, a couple of PBUs, almost had another interception along the sideline where he couldn't quite keep his feet in. Um, they don't tackle right now, but he did come up a couple of times very willingly in the run game to set an edge where he probably would have tackled a running back for a loss on, on a sweep play. So uh, all those are impressive things. And let's not forget, this is a seventh-round draft pick. That's pretty nice. DJ Turner, who has shown flashes throughout this training camp, I mean, the athleticism, the speed, it's all there. He is still a rookie, but he got work with the ones today. Yeah. Do you think he's creeping up that depth chart right now? Yeah, that's an interesting one because they had gone with, with Sydney, and I, I get the experience factor. Sydney's right. been in the league you know, for a handful of years now. Maybe it was an homage to, hey, you're playing so well, let's let you get a little bit of runs with the ones. Sydney did come back in and got some reps with the ones as well, but DJ got the vast majority. DJ Turner, we got to get our DJ straight now. DJ Turner got the vast majority of reps with the ones, and I thought it quitted himself pretty doggone well. I don't think it's a knock on Sydney Jones. I think probably just to see how he does with those guys. Because, listen, you want to push him too, right? He's been playing against the twos and threes. Let's see what he's got when he's playing against the ones. And especially because Cheeto Awuzier at some point we think right. is going to Correct. be back. And he he's not... going to be the one. <laughs> right, and he is going to be the one. So this is a chance to develop a little bit of depth back there. Do you think we're going to see Cheeto anytime soon? Or are they going to ease him 
kind of yeah, into that. Yeah, I asked Zach Taylor that before the, the, the practice today of, uh, you know, he's looked good, obviously, in individual drills. He's on his own timeline, I think. And I'm, I'm going to guess maybe you push him for that open Green Bay practice, that head-to-head on the Wednesday before the preseason opener, just to see. That might be rushing it a bit. Maybe not. Maybe we see him next week when the pads go on. Maybe that's been his plan all along. I know uh, Chris in the offseason talking to him, I said, what is your target date to come back? And he said, I want to be ready for the opener. And I said, how about some point in training camp? He goes, I'm not putting a target on that. My target goal is the opener. So whatever target frame he's got, he's obviously on schedule for that. And I'm just going to trust him to know exactly when that's going to be. And he'll communicate that with the coaching staff. And when we spoke with him this week in the locker room, he says, I feel great, but he wants to go out there. It's not what he wants. It's what the doctors and the coaches determine. So we'll have to see when he does indeed come back. Uh, Interesting today, too. We saw the return of a couple veterans. Jonah Williams back at right tackle. And uh, T. Higgins, where we wondered, was this a T. Higgins going to start to ease back because he's waiting for that contract and since Joe went down is he not going to play he was back with 11s and he continues to show why he's worth that big contract yeah it was it was worth asking the question was asked before practice that that, you know will he practice today in, in team sessions and Zach Taylor said yes and he obviously did do that but I think yesterday gave you a little pause for a minute because listen he saw Joe Burrow go down Again, whatever length of time it's going to be, he's still going to get a contract extension. This is right. not catastrophic. But if you're the T. Higginses of the world where he's looking for a contract extension, you're in the final year of your contract, you know, you see that and you think, you put it in the back of your mind of, oh, man, what if this happens to me and I don't get that second contract? So I understand fully when guys make these kind of decisions. But that became a moot point today because he went out there and he, he, was, he was balling out like he can. All right, week one in the books. What do we expect out of week two, you think? Yeah, the pads go on, and that always changes things a little bit. It's different from back in the day. And back in the day, it was only five or six years ago when they used to have the Oklahoma drill. That was a big one on day one of pads where guys were just beating the living daylights out of one another. Camp ain't like that no more, especially the Zach Taylor camp. But the pads do go on. It gives you a chance to evaluate some more things in the run game, point of attack things, and, and, and um, you know a little more physicality to it. Obviously, at that point, cornerbacks, defensive backs inside the contact zone can get their hands on receivers and try to reroute them. That's part of the poor Camp Taylor Britt. If you're going to give Jamar Chase a free run off the line of scrimmage, man, I don't think you've got much of a chance unless you've got help behind you. But that always changes that dynamic, too. So, uh, again, it's first week you get through it. Next week we get to the pads and keep ramping things up a little bit. And we'll find out if several means one week, less than one week. Does it mean more than that? Stay tuned to Local 12 and Local12.com to find out. For Chris Rankel, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake the Attorney Maislin.